You are listening to the Shit You Can't Make Up podcast, a conversation with friends, hosted by Marisol Sanchez. Hello. Thanks for joining. Um, so this week I have um, Sean, producer guy, on um, to introduce the podcast because it's kind of a special podcast. So, hey, Sean. Hey, thanks for having me on. <laughs> Hey, thank you for producing the podcast. Um, everyone always asks me how I got a producer. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just lucky. <laughs> People actually ask me how you got a producer? They, Yeah, I do. I get. Um, I don't know if they actually listen to the podcast. I'm not saying they're listeners of the podcast, but at least on social media, there is a group. I, I think that's kind of how we found each other, too. People kind of find each other that do podcasts. And then um, we'll ask, you know, hey, how'd you start? Or, you know, how'd you do this? Or what equipment do you use? And and so on and so on. So I think when you came on board, um, it coincided with me getting some equipment. And um, it just, you know, kind of changed the sound of the, it made it sound much more professional. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. It's been my Um, pleasure. But this week was a big week for me. I had my first, um, I'm using air quotes, get. My first get, uh, podcast get. I got Sinbad, the comedian, to uh, come on the podcast. And um, I only have him for 11 minutes. <laughs> I got him. So um, I thought I would talk to you about it before the before I play the 11 minutes to talk about how I got him. Um, what it was like because it's completely this was a whole new experience for me and so for people who are interested in doing podcast or understanding the you know behind the scenes can kind of get a sense of what it was like because it was completely new I had absolutely no idea what I was walking into and um, luckily he was beyond kind he's the he was so you, you know when you see people and you can just tell in their eyes that they're just kind they're just good souls He's he was one of those. He was he made it very um, comfortable for me. And his daughter has a podcast. Really? Did you know that? Yeah, I didn't know that. No, his. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, he didn't tell me that part. We were talking about my equipment, and he was saying how his um, he needed to get that for his his daughter. Because um, my equipment is movable. It's very small. It's it's very. You can take it with you anywhere kind of deal and um and it was his son was in the room okay so let me back up how did I get him um he was coming into town Wilmington which you know is I talk about a lot of my podcasts is a very small southern town but lately in the last few years it's just kind of it it has a um the community college has a new um center and it's been bringing a lot of great acts into town some Broadway um Whippy Goldberg was here last month and that was the first time actually I was really trying to get a celebrity to do the podcast and all I did was really kind of stalk them on social media (laughs) I just kept saying would you consider please being on my podcast and finding out who the person was at this are you telling me you tried to get Whippy Goldberg on your podcast I did try. I failed, but I tried. Well, that's cool, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? I have nothing to lose. So um, so I didn't get her. I got as close to getting 
I didn't get her manager's uh, contact information, but I got the information from the community center and they passed my information along. And um, after I didn't get her, I, um, but I, I kind of realized how easy it was to try to. So when I saw that Senpai was coming and I got tickets to go see him, um, I started, and said, I, I started Whoopi about a month before she got here and it wasn't very consistent. It was kind of like, um, when I thought about it, I would go on and she's not a big social media user. Um, Sinbad, I started really just like two weeks before he got here. And, um, he, I, I think it was maybe the third or fourth time gave me his manager's contact information. And then I contacted her and I didn't hear from her till right before, like a couple days before, I think maybe two or three days before he was coming. So I didn't think I was going to get him at all either. I, um, but when I got hurt, I was the whole step of the process. I, I think with you too, I would, I, I would uh, take a picture of the interactions and I would like text everyone like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> I got this or I got that. I was so excited. Um, so she, it, it was so funny because the exchange was never like, yes, he's going to do an interview. Yes. Um, it was always like, maybe we'll see. <laughs> Even the day of, I didn't know. It was like, it, it you might get it. It won't be very long. It'll be right before sound check. Um, you know, basically show up and cross your fingers was kind of the the gist of it. Um, so I showed up. I think like an hour and a half before. <laughs> um, I actually saw his. Uh, SUV drive up into the center. I was parked across the street. I sound really stalkerish now that I'm kind of laying it all out, but that's what I did. And um, you weren't hiding in the bushes or anything. <laughs> no, I was in my car. <laughs> I was just in my car, and um, I was doing checking, you know, the equipment, making sure I had batteries and the SIM card and everything. Um, so I went to the center and I said, "I'm here to interview," and I. I I, you know, I don't know where I got this confidence from, but I pretended like I, I just walked in with this level of confidence. Like I'm here to interview Sinbad. <laughs> My name's Marisol Sanchez. <laughs> and they're like, oh, are you with WECT, which is a local news station? I was like, no, I'm with shit you can't make up. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't. <laughs> it was a, you know, fake it till you make it kind of attitude I just had. Like, hey, um. And, and they treated me legitimately. They were like, just wait here. We'll get someone to escort you back. And um, they took me backstage. So what I didn't know at the time, but now I realize, is they have, they line you up um, with the other media. So you're kind of on a, a carousel. Um, and I guess because I was brazen, I kind of skipped the line. I was the first one to get there. Um <laughs> You're like, he's back, CNN, NBC, Fox News, local news channel. Shit you can't make up is here. <laughs> I, it, was, it, it was funny. And then it was funny because they're, so the escort led me backstage, which in and of itself is cool. Then they led me to someone else and they're like, who are you with? And it was, it, you know, it felt so um, official. And I'm like, I'm Marisol Sanchez, but shit, you can't make up. And they're like, each time you get that like second look, like, huh? Like, wait, what? Um, 
then they knocked on the door and I walked in and there he was. And um, I was nervous. I, I think you can tell in the podcast, I'm nervous. I didn't know what the hell I was. I knew I had questions lined up, but because I knew it was such a short period of time, um, I don't feel like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, what is it called? Quarterbacking Monday quarterbacking. I'm, you know, 2020 is hindsight, whatever. There's things I would have done differently. Um, but I was rushed and he was I like, I literally, he's sitting there with his guitar and he's just <clears throat> immediately just starts talking. Um, and, I, I could have started recording as soon as I walked in, but I had to set up the equipment. His son was there and they asked me if they could uh, video it. I think they're doing some sort of behind the scenes kind of uh, thing. And um, which, by the way, we've got to send this to his son. He's asked when we have a final copy to send it to him. So producer. <laughs> I have yeah, to ask, and he, when you went in, did they tell you like, hey, you only got 10 minutes or was it just, you know, just know that there's a line behind you. So pick up the pace. Uh, well, they first thought I was from the news station. So when I said I wasn't, they're like, oh, that's when I realized I had jumped the line. Um, <laughs> they're like, oh, she must be coming in. She's like, it, they didn't say it like that, the way you just asked me. It was more like, you know, go ahead, go first while you're here. And the other people just come in after you. But the manager had already via email let me know that this was going to be very short. <clears throat> uh, so I already had that in my head, which I think kind of screwed me up because most of my podcast, I think, you know, if you're, excuse me a second, <clears throat> um, if you listen to it, I always sound kind of weird in the beginning. I feel like, you know, I, my intro is very like, Hey, <laughs> and then it takes me about, <laughs> Hey, um, but it takes me about 10 minutes to find my groove. Um, and it's not nerves anymore. I've kind of, uh, I've done enough enough of these that I don't feel so nervous about doing them, but it's a rhythm that I find. You know, it doesn't matter who I'm doing it with. It's there's like a, a rhythm that I will get into, and then it feels like I, what I like to say is it feels authentic, and I think that's what people like about the podcast is that authentic conversation. I don't know if I got that with him because again, it was so fast and furious. Um, so there was no like. In depth. Did you did you uh, ever yeah. have the concern? I would be nervous because um, I've had this happen before. I'm interviewing somebody oh. and my equipment fails. Were you nervous about that? Oh, totally. I was nervous about the whole thing. Everything. My hands were sweaty and palmy. Um, we took pictures together and because he's really big on social, um, and I, I'm not very photogenic, so, so I was like, "This is a waste of time." I'm just getting. Oh no, no, it's totally true i i'm i'm not looking for compliments i know i'm an attractive woman that's not it but ask any of my friends they'll have to take a thousand pictures for to me to get one any of those pretty pictures i have on facebook there's a thousand before them where i look i can't use the word i want to use anymore because it's not politically correct i look off <laughs> so so it's true but um but no, he uh, he was just super nice from the second I got in. He was super nice. I was nervous about the equipment. I am sh I literally got in and dropped to my knees to get everything out and like plug it in. It was just you know that's the beauty of podcasting. There, I mean, I've done podcasts in hotel rooms. I've done them, you know, at libraries in my house. Um, and this equipment is kind of awesome because it's very mobile. But he was he was very nice, and he immediately started talking. 
and I had a list of questions that I, I thought I was going to go into and I, and you know, we can go ahead and play the interview and then, um, if you want, we can dissect it afterwards and I can tell you what I would have done differently. <laughs> Hello. Check, check one. Check one. Check right. two. You sound great. Tell you how easy this is. I'm glad you're shooting this. You got to get a shot of that for Paige for my daughter can see this. I said, go down and dirty. You're going to podcast, make it easy, man. You got yourself at home, one thing, but when you're on the road, take the small stuff with you. You got to take the small yeah. stuff with you. Yeah. I, uh, if you don't recognize the voice, people, I don't know where you've been. This is Sinbad. <laughs> <laughs> Sinbad, you're on my fucking podcast. Yeah, you know? man. You're the most famous person on my podcast. Really? Yes. I have had comedians, a, a few comedians, but you are by far the most famous. Like, thank you. Cool. My pleasure. My pleasure. So, uh, I know I have a short amount of time. You're about to go live here in Wilmington, North Carolina. Yes. So, I'm going to just jump right in. <laughs> Tell the, what's, the name, what's the name of your podcast? Check this out, Royce. <laughs> Shit you can't make up. Shit you can't make up. So, you can't make this up. This is real stuff, man. So, it's my whole podcast is about authenticity. Being uh-huh. real. Overcoming, you know, shit. Yeah. Because uh, we all have it. It's all fake now. Anybody will come with nothing now. Everybody talks trash until they get jacked up. Then, they, then the real story comes out. Now it's like, hey, man, I want to apologize to my fans and family. <laughs> and the, then you get a real story. Like my son found someone on DJ Khalid that was really deep. It made me respect him even more. Yeah. It's it's really deep. You find, it's on Facebook, right? It's on Facebook. Yeah, check it out. It's on Facebook. Wait, what is it? DJ Khalid talks about how he was just empty. And he had all these plaques. And he said he had nothing to show for it. So he told his wife, I'm just going to buy this house so we have something. And then he said he j- grabbed Snapchat, started Snapchat. So it came out of like that. You know, sometimes the best stuff comes out of like anger, despair, you know, or at the end of your rope or f- trying to figure out what you're supposed to do. Yeah. How, yeah. How, 30 years. You've been doing this for 30 yeah. years. What's like the biggest failure you've had? Oh, God. It was, you know what? I I don't see anything as failure. It's hard for me to look at it because you have setbacks. Nothing's a failure. Failure means you, you quit. So there's no such thing as a failure if you got back up. You have lessons. So I'm trying to think, you know, we get fired, shows get canceled. I mean, those things come along. I don't even count those as failures. That's life in this job. In this job, a show's going to eventually get canceled. Somebody's going to eventually fire you. Somebody's going to say you ain't funny. So if if you come in expecting that, I think when you're young, you come in like, oh my God, I can't believe, I can't believe you don't believe in me. It's like, you know, a rapper says, y'all thought I couldn't get my second album out. I thought you could at least get two, fool. <laughs> so, you know, my, see, everyone wants to make it too deep. I said, yeah. that stuff happens. So I don't look at Comedy, I don't think I've had a failure. Excellent. I've had, I've hit walls and I've bounced, but I bounce. That's what I do. It's playing basketball. I bounce. As long as I get the championship, I don't care if I have to come back from behind. LeBron says something. If we win by two, it's the same as winning by 30. It's a win. It's in the win category. So let me ask you, um, such a, I remember you, I'm 44 years old. Uh-huh. So I, I distinctly remember you on Star Search, which yep. makes me feel so old. Oh, please. <laughs> please. And I remember I was a huge fan of um, Different World. Different World was special. It was. Very special. Very, very unique. I don't think I almost could do it again. I don't think you can almost recreate it because it's Cosby. Yeah. It's not the show. It's Cosby, man. I'm not going to ask you about Cosby, but um, funny thing is I when I was hounding you on social media, huh? I um, – I have two friends, one a white comedian, one a black comedian. Uh-huh. I'm like, can I ask him about Cosby? The the white comedian's like, yeah, sure. Black comedian's like, no. <laughs> no, but see, but the guy was right because Cosby, I mean, this, I hate that this happened. I hate that all this is going on. It's not the man I know. And I'm still waiting for answers myself. And going that court, that last court case didn't prove anything. 
So everybody's just as muddled. They spend all that money and they're still just as muddled. So I figure somewhere in the middle is the truth. This is, I mean, I have no dog in the fight. For yep. me personally, I'm like, I, I, part of the reason I did this podcast, horrible childhood, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Cosby showed to me was what I thought good parenting was. That was the only example I had. And that's what I'm going to take away from it. Well, that's what you know what? And that's what he did for a lot of people. Good parenting, education. People went to college because of it. It's a shame if all this is true because that means Jesus Christ. There was so much positive. Matter of fact, he's a genius. When I say genius, I'm, how he worked with people, how he talked to people, how he dealt with people, paying for kids' colleges, I'm like this. My heart was like this. Please don't let this be true. But whether it's true or not, they already he's done. They already killed him. They already killed the spirit of who he is. They already pulled his honorary degrees. They already act like you know he's just he's just that they made him the creepy dude. Yeah, and I hate that. I hate yeah. that. I hate that, especially for black culture. Yeah, because. You don't have that many. And they wanted to get him. You think they, so? Oh, yeah. Because think about it, man. He, 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 did, you talking about failures. That show was supposed to fail. No, there were no sitcoms on there. That city was crazy. It was never going to work. And he killed everybody. He made syndication for Jerry Seinfeld could be rich, for Roseanne Barr could be rich, for Tim, Tim Allen could be rich. He made it so all comics could be rich again. Yeah. I, I see that. Um, last question. <laughs> Politics. Now. Trump. Is it easy, harder? It's not politics anymore. It's life. This, this is superseded politics. It used to be, you talk about politics, you get political. Now it's life. By him tweeting and acting a fool and act like he don't have a job and act like he's a regular person, he, he put himself in the gun hairs. He put himself in the sights. So everything is open on him. Everything is open on him. And after last night, what happened to him? This fool, but you know what though? He's so, whatever his disease is, he's not even, he's so oblivious to what's going on. It doesn't matter. You know, it's like the guy that you beat up and he gets back up. <laughs> I told you couldn't fight me. And you're like, I just, I broke your leg. Ah, no, you didn't. And you have to walk away like, he's insane. He, something. So, he so believes. He's, it's, it's beyond, I think it takes the trifecta of being in power, being entitled, and being filthy rich. It takes those three things to have that kind of ego. Because you can't put that together unless you have all those three combinations working for you. Oh, did you see what happened today? No, he, when he kicked his own boys off, he kicked his boys to the curb. Look, he even kisses, he even kicks the people that kiss his butt to the curb. Did you see what just happened, like, in the last hour? The, mm. the new guy, what's his name? I can't even pronounce it. Big head, big head dude. Was big head dude that think he look good. The dude with the big head that think he looks good with the hair. They found him that he follows, like, a famous porn star, gay porn, porn star on Twitter. Did that, does that throw like, you off? His wife is divorcing him. That's today. That's, That's so great. Today. That's so great. I love it. I hope they, okay, I told my son, and you can hear right right here in your podcast, when he got elected, I said, a year and a half max. Really? And people said, I was crazy. I said, oh, no, man, I used to work for him in the 80s. This is the biggest scam of life. You he, worked for him? Yeah, the Trump's, Nick, Trump's casinos back when Mike Tyson was fighting Atlantic City, 85, 86. Come on. Oh, what do you think? So say, Con artist. Yeah. It's the biggest con artist and, and con artist and just thief because he wouldn't pay people to work for him. I've heard, I've read. Wouldn't that. pay him. A guy put pianos in one of his casinos. He gave the guy half, and the guy put the pianos in. He goes, "I'm not gonna give you the other half. Sue me." See, I wish I'd been a brother because he'd be knocked out by now. Yeah. So when I'm in Kentucky in places, and they get mad at me. They want to boo me. I said before you boo me, let me ask you something. Trump don't have any friends look like you. Trump don't have no poor white friends. Forget black Spanish. He don't have no poor white friends. All of his friends got teeth and dental. So I'm looking at all these people who believe in him. I said, look at his lifestyle. So 
if you vote for him like this, either you, you're so hateful, you're so racist, or you're so sexist, or you're so fed up that you just took a shot. Or you hate D.C. so much. And the third one is, maybe you just hate the game so much, let me throw a monkey wrench in the game. <laughs> you know, like somebody said, I'm just going to throw a monkey wrench. I know this ain't going to work, yeah. but I hope it destroys everything. Well, I feel here in Wilmington, it's a very Republican. This whole state, this state. whole. It's, um, and I, I think a lot of people that I know that voted for him didn't, A, think he would win. They just no. couldn't vote they for were, her. They couldn't vote for Hillary. Yes, they couldn't vote yeah. for her. And then, or they, a lot of people vote for him or vote Republican because that's what they grew up voting. They believe it. They believe that they're more Christian. They believe that they're more godly. They think they're more American. I said, dude, what did y'all, <laughs> what, I missed the meeting. When was the Christian country loving people meeting? I, we must have missed that meeting. <laughs> well, I don't understand how someone who says, uh, grab him by the pussy, and no one, and they didn't react. Okay, three things. Grandma the pussy. I could shoot a kid on Fifth Avenue, and people still follow me. And he says, they ask him, have you ever, have you ever asked for forgiveness? He goes, I've never been wrong. I said, wow. he doesn't go to church. I don't think he believes in God. He got church people to come. He convinced, I said, either this man is the devil, <laughs> or this is real America. And that's what I'm coming to grips with. Is this really America? Is this, all this progress we thought we made, is this really America? I feel like it's a pendulum. I hope. I hope it's a pendulum. I hope, you know, Barack Obama got elected and the people that weren't happy with that yep. just all in the they did. pendulum. When, when, he, when he got elected, that's why they're trying to destroy Obamacare. Even if they have no teeth, it's, they said, I don't want Obamacare. Even though they thought they didn't know affordable health care was Obamacare. So they had affordable health care. So thank God I got that. I said, that's Obamacare. Yeah, they don't get it. They no, don't they don't. No. Uh, so do you talk a lot? Politics into your... Yeah, like I said, it's not politics anymore. Yeah, it's just life. I, I used to talk, it's life now. It's like, I got to talk about that. So he's been following a, a gay porn guy. Yes. And his wife wants to divorce him. Yes. File for this divorce is, This today. is great. Today. This is great. Why would, he, why would Trump hire this dude? Look at him. He looks like this dude was a, was a, was a, a, a bomb waiting to go off. Joe Pesci needs to do... He like, does. He, he needs does. to read him. Yeah. He, Joe Pesci needs to do him now before he's still here. <laughs> Joe Pesci has to hurt him do it. He's going to be here long. You think a year and a half? Yeah, most. Because know why? It's not us. I, th- I thought I, we, our, our people going to have to march and Democrat. His own people going to take him out. Because know what? He has no loyalty. He begs for loyalty. So now when he gets rid of Sessions, man, Republican dudes said, you know, hey, they, wait a minute. He's getting rid of Sessions? Have you seen how many people backing Sessions yeah, up? Yeah. I'm not a Sessions fan. No but I even think that's low. He's just, he's embarrassing him daily. I just don't understand why. I don't, it's like watching them eat themselves. They should punch him. Someone has to punch him in the face on the way out. Someone has to have some manhood. Because no one will fire that person. Whoever punches him in the face will be a hero the next day. He'll be on every talk show. <laughs> Whatever congressperson punches him in the face or maid or anybody working at White House punches him in the face. What do you think about that whole Kathy Griffin thing? You know what Kathy did? Did she go too far? Maybe. She should never backed up though. If you yeah. do it, do it because this is funny she did it then she cried and backed up and then uh when lisa <laughs> got inside she goes we don't have to apologize to him and then kathy got strong again said, oh no you can't now you late. confuse people yeah if you're gonna do it do it yeah he opened the door everything he said you hold the head yeah ain't nobody mad <laughs> they would have gotten i think her crying and apologizing that's what messed her up the tone. Yeah. talking about it affected my son your son don't even know you <laughs> son don't see you shut up <laughs> Son, don't see you, man. Son didn't cry. I wouldn't be proud. Um, I hear the door knocking, so I know you've got more press coming. But okay. Thank you so much for doing this. All right, cool. I'm just going to thank you. I mean, I'm going to share this, and I'm excited. All right, so cool. Thank you so much. All right, Bye. Okay. 
Um, all right. So that was the podcast. And um, I don't know if you could hear it in the audio, but there was knocking. That's how I knew it was time to end it. Because <laughs> WACT was behind me. <laughs> so, the real so media like, oh, here. We again. want in. We want in. <laughs> yeah, shit, you can't make it. Who is this? Um, so things I would have done differently. I started with that first question about like your failures in life, um, which now looking back, I'm like, oh, you know, um, it seemed to be authentic when we talked about politics because I walked in, which was really cool because I walked in and, you know, this last week in politics, regardless of what side of the spectrum you on, was just a shit show. It was just crazy. It was just every day was like a crazy event occurred this week we got introduced to the mooch (laughs) the mooch and what had just broken was uh that he had been following a gay uh, porn star on social media and his wife was divorcing him so i walk in with that bit of tidbit of information which he then later used in his uh, his set which was really cool he didn't give me credit for it or anything (laughs) but i was like i gave him that information but um the when we started talking about politics it felt you know genuine it felt um authentic like what i like that first question you know he gave a great answer but it it was i think you know a, a newbie kind of mistake not mistake but I probably wouldn't have done it that way um and then the Kathy Griffin question I asked him what he thought about that and again I think if we had had more time there would have just been so much more um meat to go into um he did offer to do another podcast so I just have to reach out to him and we could do that um he he thinks that uh our president's gonna be um impeached <laughs> so he's like call me we'll do a podcast then <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> i it's will and counting is the time frame right <laughs> yeah it's like okay um but yeah so that was basically that was my first you know celebrity you know interview and um i mean i've done other celebrities but they i would i wouldn't say celebrities as much as performers you know, I did Michael Buckley and the Reformed Whores, and they were all awesome. Sinbad was m- m- my first, you know, mainstream where even my kids knew who he was. Um, you know, I put it on Facebook. Oh, I got I got to do this today, and you know, oh, that's so cool. How'd that happen? So it was it was cool. I was very excited, and you know, it immediately gave me all this confidence to start stalking people on social media and asking them to do my podcast. I haven't gotten any of them, but fingers crossed. <laughs> um, this one you talk about podcasting and about you know how you only had 10 minutes with sinbad which i say only 10 minutes that's 10 phenomenal minutes but you know the podcast 11, it, 11 i'm sorry 11 <laughs> don't want to short change 11 <laughs> full minutes but you know podcasting is kind of set up to be whatever intimate you want it to be so you know most podcasts can last anywhere from a half hour to an hour and a half and there is really no boundaries so i think it's phenomenal that you got sinbad I yeah, thank you. I I'm excited. I was excited about it, and again, it wasn't even. Um, I don't know. It's just it was. I felt like the whole like you know when I started the podcast. For those who have listened to all of them, you know the first I think twenty or thirty of them is just me and the mic, <laughs> like breaking down, having a, a mental breakdown on podcast. Um, then I brought my friend Beth into it, which 
made it better because we would talk and we had some great conversations. And then I never thought of myself as an interviewer, and I still don't. I think there's a skill. I, I never went to school for it or anything like that, but I love conversations. It doesn't matter with whom. I If it's a good conversation, um, I love it. That's And that's what I want the podcast to be about is that, you know, and, and some of my podcasts go 30 minutes. Some of them, you know, the one with uh, Cliff Cash, the comedian, that went on an hour and a half. I mean, I, I got a lot of feedback on, on that one. And that was me letting him talk because he obviously had a lot to say. You know, a lot was going on with him. Um, so that is the beauty of podcast. It could, you know, it, it could go anywhere. It just, you don't know how it's going to, how that conversation is going to start, how the middle is going to go and how it's going to end. Um, I never know. It's, it's always very interesting how it all comes together. In today's world with social media and Twitter, you know, you can connect with celebrities through Twitter. And I I have a, a, a really short, brief Sinbad story. So, um, through my work that I do full time, obviously podcasting isn't my full time job. <laughs> we put on a holiday concert that features uh, uh, children and youth in our community, and it's at a um, at a historic uh, theater here in our community in, in St. Lucie County. And Sinbad was coming to perform the night after our concert, so we invited him via social media to come to the concert that day. Uh, or the the day after he was supposed to arrive. I'm sorry, the day before he was supposed to perform. And he actually responded and said he would try to make it, but he had another performance across the state uh, the night before, but he would try to make it. Um, But he actually, you know, just the fact that he responded to us, we were very excited. So uh, obviously Sinbad is very connected, not only on social media, but to his fans and the community. Yeah, he's super cool. He called for his Twitter fans to come to the certain to the left side of the state. I didn't do that at that point. I, I left, but um, he's definitely using social media for you know, to connect with his his fans and stuff. the The funny part, I thought, you know, the part that I wish we had had more time if if it was a sit down kind of podcast. Um, I would have loved to talk more about the whole Cosby thing because I didn't know if I was going to bring that up or not. Um, cause I know he, you know, uh, that is a very touchy subject. You know, I have black comedian friends and white comedian friends and, um, uh, the white comedian friend was like, yeah, of course, ask him. And my black comedian friends were like, uh, no, <laughs> no, don't ask him. And just bringing that up to him and letting him speak to that, um, I wish I had more time because I felt like I, I, I kind of felt a little like kissassy a little bit like, you know, because the Cosby show was very special to me. I grew up on it and it was my uh, perception of what good parenting was. So I, I mean, I remember being devastated when I heard all the accusations and I, I bought all the rag magazines to read it because I was just shocked. It was I, you know, I grew up with him. Um, I liked him. I loved his comedy. So, and I'm not black, so I'm not trying to, you know, <laughs> appropriate the pain that that community feels, but I, I did, I would have loved to have more of a conversation about that, but I kind of was like, you know, just, I, I didn't have enough time for that, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just so grateful he came on to shit you can't make up. <laughs> well, you know, what's going to happen though, is you're going to send this podcast to his son and next time he comes in the area, he's going to sit down and have an extended conversation. And this is, you know, this is like the door opening. This could be, you know, you stalk other celebrities online and, and you'll you'll score other interviews. 
Well, it's kind of, I think yeah, that's the thing. When I, when I got his manager to respond to me, because it was, it was more than one attempt with her. It was really the third attempt when I linked older podcasts with Michael Buckley, with the Reformed Horrors, with, you know, when I linked those. So now I'm going to be able to do that and link this one, the Sinbad, you know, so not that they're going to necessarily stop and listen to the podcast, but it'll give me just a little more footing um, or what's the word I'm looking for? Credibility? Yeah. Well, for all of us perspective or our podcasters, if you will, that are trying to land a celebrity, I'm curious, did you, when you outreach to the managers of Sinbad, the manager of Sinbad, did you, did you drop like you had interviewed the reformed whores and Michael Buckley? Did you send them a link to your podcast or how did you like quote them? Okay. See, I'm going to be totally honest. The first email was like, Hey, I got your, you know, information from Sinbad. I'd love to, it was just kind of like that. No response. Second one was like, I'd really be grateful if I could have a few minutes with him, you know, no response. Third, third one, I could provide a home cooked meal. I know how it's like being on the road. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I will bring food no to this interview. <laughs> no response. Or no, I think she did response with like a smiley face. And it was sort of like, it was one of the non-committal re- response. It was when, then it was, I, I mean, I it wasn't a one-time deal. You know, it was a couple, it was really, it felt like uh I felt like, you know, those teenage girls that are chasing after boys. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Like Check this box the, if you email. like me. Oh. Yeah, that was kind of, um, uh, was when I linked it. When I, I, I kind of went more professional. Where, like, you know, uh, I just wanted to share with you some of the other people I've interviewed. This is what my show's about. Like, I, it was less beggy and more, um, it came from a place of confidence. And that's when I got the most... Um, you know, I still to that point, it wasn't even like, yes, you've got it. It was like, maybe. <laughs> and for a very short period of time, but still, it was awesome. And she was, she was great. She was super sweet. Um, I'm sure she gets begged all the time, but that's how, that's how it transpired. And to your credit, you, you know, you took that opportunity. You could have just sat in your car and be like, oh, I hope she emails me or calls me back. But you, you know, you marched right in there and got to the front of the line. You know what? And I don't know where that came from. I have no idea because I don't see myself that way at all. Um, but I, looking back at it, even that night while he was doing his set, I was still kind of blown away that I did that. Because I don't think of myself that way, but it was sort of like, fuck it. What do I have to lose? You know, this is, again, this is a, you know, you and I have talked about it. We both podcast because we love it. This is what we, it's a hobby that we love to do. It's a creative outlet for us to do something. It's not our job. It's not, you know, our, our income. It's, it's for me, I don't, I I don't want to throw the word passion around too loosely, but I love doing it. I love to see where the podcast went from the first one to this one, it's totally different. It's totally evolved into something new. And, um, you know, I, it's, it's something I'm proud of. Um, and I don't, again, I don't know where that, those balls came from, but I did. I just walked right up. <laughs> um, Maris. I need your help because, um, I started our podcast cause inspired by Kevin Smith and he's coming into town in September. So I am totally going to copy your uh, playbook on how to try to land that interview. 
Yeah. Go for it. You should come down. You should stalk him and then come interview him with me. <laughs> uh, when it's September, I will be down in Florida. I'm moving my mom up. So I'm I'll be down in September. When in September? If not, I still stalk him for you. I think it's, septem- it's like a Thursday. I think it's like September 24th or something. I'll send you the date. He's... He seems totally cool too. I I just think it's it's possible. I think that's the beauty of, you know, all the social media and, and you know, podcasting or YouTubing or whatever everyone's doing. Um, that's the beauty of it is that it's it's less of a, uh, impossibility to have. You know, I mean, who says he can't be on? You just gotta believe. You just gotta do it. Stock him. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Thank you. He's a great. He would be great. He one of my favorite movies, Chasing Amy. Um, do you know that one? Oh yeah, yeah. Chasing Amy is yeah, a great movie. Yeah. So, uh, who's your next target then? Okay, my. Uh, I don't know. I know Tony Danza <laughs> is coming in, but I'm not even sure I want to <laughs> to pursue that. It's <laughs> the most random name in a hundred. If you'd give me a hundred guesses, a thousand guesses, I never would have said Tony Danza. <laughs> He's coming into town to do like uh, old standards and stuff. And I'll probably go see it because I think that would be a fun night. But uh, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, if I could get him on there, I probably would make a fool of myself telling him how much of a crush I had on Alyssa Milano growing up. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> just, maybe I won't. He comes, in the, he comes into the interview thinking you're going to talk about how you had a crush on him and you're going to tell him how you had a crush on Alyssa Milano. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I... You know, I did this one podcast, um, I think it was a one I did on my own about Jennifer Lopez, um, because I had this like hate for her for many years. Like I hated her, but I was secretly like loved her. And it was a weird thing. It was mostly about me hating being Latin and it, it was just weird. It was a weird dislike that I had for her. But I secretly loved her too. Like I'd listen to her. It was self hating. There was like a self hating relationship I had with <laughs> with her. Um, which I worked my way through and now I'm a huge fan and I love her and she would be like my ultimate like if I ever got to have her on the podcast I would probably you know end it there I'd drop the mic and leave and just be like okay what's the next adventure to do because that would be my and I don't think she's ever done a podcast not that she would do mine first but (laughs) um, I think she'd be amazing I, I, I have confidence that you would stalk her enough that she would do your podcast yeah. Tell her, I used to hate you, like with a passion. <laughs> uh, that would be. Jenny on the block uh, used to really be... just piss me off. Yeah. Just your face wanted to punch it. But <laughs> now I'm a huge fan. Um, so, yeah. So, thank you for uh, coming on and helping me dissect my 11 minutes with Sinbad. I think that's what we need to call it 11 minutes with Sinbad. <laughs> that's a great title. <laughs> um, yeah, congratulations to you that's awesome and and a big up to sinbad for uh giving you the time that's great thank you yeah thank you and um thank you for producing it do you want to talk about your podcast you have a couple now in the hopper you're like yeah i got i mean i have the one that i'm doing with my son dad's son podcast which i know is time limited he's 17 he's becoming a senior in high school it's been coming 
harder and harder to find time uh, for him to sit down with me. Uh, we did the other night, though. We watched Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Um, I've been introducing him to some of the 80s movies, and uh, we talked a little bit about that. But uh, and, and based on, you know, when we filled in, when you were in Paris, uh, myself and Kim, uh, we did a podcast um, and we kind of stumbled across a topic of called adulting sucks. So we are actually setting up to uh, uh, start that podcast. And then I, I produced one for our local jazz society called Interlude as well, just because I'm like you. I, I love being part of conversations. I think that's the best way that we can learn about each other um, is through uh, in-depth conversations. And so anything I can do to make that happen or help facilitate that, I'm all on board with. Yeah. 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 I try to get my daughter to do one. She's at uh, her, the podcast she did, um, the one where she called me a Nazi. Yes. Um, that was awesome. One, yeah. When, you know, cause the one great thing about podcasting is people go back and listen to past ones, you know, so it'll be like, I'll go check my stats and I'll have a huge jump. Not because a, 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 num- a huge number of people have started listening more like one or two people went back and downloaded all of the episodes and I'll still to this day get comments probably weekly about that podcast someone will uh, message me to to tell me how great my daughter is and uh, I keep telling her that I'll, I'll forward it to her and show her and I'm like you should do it you're you're a natural um but you just you should just ease her into it. Start recording with her on your podcast every month or every other month, and then eventually she'll spin off to her own. Yeah, I think that's the way we're going to do it. I just don't know what topics to discuss with her. It's just, I mean, you do it. You do it with your son. It's kind of just this weird, you know, because it's between having a conversation, authentic conversation, and also being a parent. It's just like, oh, oh. <laughs> I know. When we when we discuss when we watched Fast Times at Ridgemont High, my first question to him was because we watched it with uh, uh, it was myself, my son, and my wife, so it was like a family thing. I'm like, so which part of Fast Times at Ridgemont High were you most uncomfortable with sitting next to your mom? Because you know that movie's got some pretty uh, explicit yeah. scenes, if you will. Yeah, you. Uh, I think you messaged me. You were doing that, and we were joking about phoebe what's her last name phoebe cates cates yeah like yeah she's hot yeah she is <laughs> i remember what happened to her didn't she like marry kevin klein and i don't remember her doing anything else but anyway we're getting off track um thank you so much for for doing this with me and um for putting it all together and um thank you all for listening and thank you sinbad for being my first get i appreciate it Hey folks, thanks for listening. A big thanks to Sinbad and his team for giving Marisol the opportunity and be sure to follow Sinbad on Twitter. Listen to Marisol every week by hitting the subscribe button and share the blog and podcast with your friends and family. Want more Marisol? Check out her blog at shityoucantmakeup.com or find her on Instagram at Marisol's Podcast or of course on Facebook. I'm still Sean the producer, and you can hear me on Dadson, all one word, D-A-D-S-O-N podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcast or find me on Instagram. We'll see you next time.